What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode nine of Track Talk Pod. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we are going to be breaking down Baku. We don't know how we feel about what happened this weekend. There's so many things to note. Okay, but the race itself was boring. It It, was boring. It was like everything that happened before and after that we're mostly going to be discussing. Yeah, like... So boring that... Your predictions were right. My, yes. Two out of three. Two out of three. The, okay, let's just say the fact that I left Max off of a podium in my predictions was a long shot. Yeah, I'm never going to make that mistake But again. I left him off my predictions and he didn't win. True. Okay, so true. So I have a feeling, I'm, this is my theory, I'm going to not have him on the podium again for Miami and we'll see if he wins Miami. But I did, however, take Charles third to get his first podium of the year. And he he did it. He got his first podium. And then to celebrate his podium, he stood on the second place little. Yeah. That made me laugh so hard. And if you're watching like the podiums at the back, like the screen, they got the flags in the wrong spot because they were like, Charles messed this up. He went to the, anyway, I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, but we're happy. We're happy for Charles. No, not complaining. Charles is happy for himself. Ferrari podium. Ferrari podium. It can only go up from here. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. It can go down. It could go down. But yeah, we've got lots to talk about. In our time zone, the race was at six in the morning. Did you wake up for it? So I did. Yeah. I I woke up for it. I watched two laps <laughs> and immediately fell back asleep. I stayed up for it. And then I fell asleep about halfway through when I woke up at like lap 47, 48. So right at the end. And Wait, I was did like. you stayed up for it? Yeah. Like but you I... stayed up all night? No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh my no. God. I, like, I stayed up for a majority of the race, or, yeah. like, half the race, okay. and I fell back asleep because there was nothing going on. Yeah. Which I can't complain. You know, we don't want any crashes, yeah, damages, no, that no. sort of thing. But it was... But you can still have an interesting race without a crash. Yeah. And we just didn't. We just didn't. No. But there's a few things we want to get to, but yeah. before the race, before we get into that, the whole lead up to the race weekend. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk about this really fast. Um, last week, Max, I don't know who it was having an interview with, or if it was Christian Horner talking about it, but Max said he's not interested and like breaking records mm, in Formula that. One. Mm-hmm. And whereas like Lewis is a record breaker. Yeah. He said that he's he's already happy with where he's at. Like he'll he'll do his best, but he's not looking forward to staying or he doesn't want to stay in the sport long term. Mm-hmm. His contract with Red Bull is until the end of 2028, but then he's probably done. Like mm-hmm. he has literally no intentions of staying. Whereas you see someone like Fernando Alonso. But is that what like is that what you got from that that interview or is that what he said? Because I took it as like, yeah, he's not interested in like breaking all these records but like he will if he if he stays and like if red bull still has the dominant car like years down the road but he says he's not interested in setting the record number of titles Mm, i see okay so he's just here to race and like if he wins he wins but he's not in it or he's not gunning for you know eight time yeah like an eight time world championship yeah whereas i feel like lewis is because right now he's tied with michael schumacher with seven yeah and he's probably not gonna give up until he gets that there's controversy around that. I I believe that Mr. Lando Norris himself said that, that he is an eight-time world champion. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Lewis is an eight-time world champion? I... We'll move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also just want to clarify something. Mm-hmm. I am not a Max Verstappen fan, and I feel like I've said this many times to you to yeah. on the podcast on TikTok. Maybe but- people are getting our voices mixed up because. I am a Max Verstappen fan. But we don't sound alike. I know, but people don't... If you <laughs> if you don't watch the TikTok, you That's don't know what we sound like. That's I'm fair. Hannah. Oh, I'm Emma. <laughs> Emma is not a Max Verstappen fan. Not in the slightest. But I came out with a... Or I posted a video on TikTok of a statement 
that the FIA came out with saying that the Red Bull of Max Verstappen was checked inspected, over, inspected. Yeah, yeah. And then people on that TikTok were commenting, oh, typical Max fan standing up for Max, standing up for Red Bull. And I was like, whoa, 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 do not put me in that bubble. Like, I'm just, I'm literally stating facts. It's yeah. what we do yeah. as podcasters. Yeah. And then anyway, I just was very offended that I was called a Max fan because I don't, I'm not. Do you equate being called a Max fan with being called a DTS fan? Because you did say before we started recording, I'd rather be called a DTS fan, but... I think I'd rather be called a DTS fan with like a negative connotation. Mm, okay. Do you think that pe- that there is a connotation about being a Max fan is like people who are like being bandwagon fans? Yeah, yeah 100%. Okay. okay. I think so. Or it's like Charles and Max. If you're Charles and Max fans, it's you're automatically DTS fans. You don't care about the sport. Mm. You just like them because they're winning, they're hot, that sort of thing. Mm. See... I understand where you're coming from because I have spoken to older people who are into Formula One who their favorite racers are, for the most part, Fernando Alonso um, as being, like, still in the sport today. And I wonder if it's just a matter of, like, who's relatable, though, because, like, for us, Charles is literally your age. Lando is literally my age. And, like, Max is in there, too. So I wonder if it's just, like, who's relatable to us that makes us, like, like want, them a little like bit want more. to root for them. exactly so like obviously there's gonna be more max fans right now it's the same thing with michael schumacher like yeah. talk to anyone who grew up in the 90s it's like that's that was their favorite race yeah, michael schumacher was also like winning consistently yeah that's true that's true mm. i mean i can't see anyone being like yeah antonio giovanazzi is my favorite yeah it's like mm. well no like yeah okay he was i liked antonio but like you're not really gonna root for someone who you know is not really like fighting if that makes sense okay but at the same time i'm rooting for lando who is okay <laughs> this like i feel like this conversation could literally go in circles yeah i just want to say i'm not a max fan yeah okay but you we'll are you I are am a max fan i'm not like he's not my number one but i am a max fan i can respect him as a driver he's so good yeah i don't want to see him win i'm over it anyway we'll oh, move on you know what even as a max fan i'm over it so <laughs> one more race till i have to wear a red bull sweater or well, no, my jersey because charles got a podium so it's still two oh, races okay 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 if ferrari doesn't yes yeah yeah okay so we're good Okay, you don't watch practices. Did you watch this one? Uh, I watched the highlights. Okay. Because I heard that there was issues, so I watched the highlights. There was an issue with With Pierre. Pierre, His car caught on fire, and then his weekend went downhill from there. Okay, so, yeah, now I actually understand the purpose of practices. Not not that I didn't understand the purpose of practices. I know you got to get a feel for the car before you actually went to qualifying, but now I understand the purpose of three of them. Well, and or at least two of them. Because Pierre, Pierre was the one of the drivers that said, we don't need practices. We have too many. His car caught yeah. on fire. He didn't get a qualifying run in. Yeah. He had a horrible race. Like, buddy, you need the practices. Yeah. Well, maybe he redacts that statement too. He probably does. He's probably, <laughs> whatever. But during the practice, we, at one point we saw Lance roll in the top three. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there because I'm a Lance fan. But at the end of free practice, we saw Nick in like at six. We saw mm-hmm. Alex uh, in ninth. These cars that should not be in the top 10 Mm -hmm. are, like, popping up in the top 10. And honestly, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to make for such an exciting race. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah. There was, like, when I was watching F1 TV, there was a little statement that said, Ferrari's taken pole here but never won, whereas Red Bull have won here but never taken pole. Oh, yeah. And the same was true this year with... That's so interesting. Both the sprint and the future race. Yeah. Charles got pole twice but didn't win. Yeah. I know. Isn't that weird? That is interesting. I know. Okay, and then qualifying. We'll just jump right into qualifying. Right away, I was shocked at the McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, a lot of teams brought upgrade packages to this race, but I did not expect McLaren's upgrade package to actually be good. Yeah. I was shocked that yeah. they they weren't 
horrible. Yeah. No, they weren't. They were both in Q3. Mm-hmm. That's really all McLaren can ask for right now. Oscar made it to Q3, pushing George Russell yeah. out of Q3. And yeah. Okay, like- that was crazy. George not making Q3 was insane, but... You know what? His reaction was more insane because I don't know one person who is 24 years old who gets knocked out of Q3 or something bad happens to them and they say, oh, sugar. Oh, sugar. Oh, sugar. He's so British. He's so British. (laughs) Oh, my God. This guy. He'll say crikey. Crikey. Yeah. That's That's the one he used this weekend. Crikey. Crikey and sugar. I'm sorry. Maybe I have a potty mouth, but like... I would be yelling fuck as loud as I can. (laughs) If if Oscar Piastri pushed me out of Q3... Oh sugar. Oh, oh sugar. sugar. Oh sugar. We'll try harder for the race. Right. Like okay, whatever. And I think what it was Q3 when Max and Charles had identical That was also crazy. Lap times. But like I feel like everyone was shocked. Even on the radios, like Max and Charles, they're both like, okay, mm-hmm. but like how close? And they're like their engineers were like, no no no. Identical. They said that's the first time that's ever happened since they went to the three decimal place system or time system. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know, that's insane. But then it was actually interesting to me that because Max placed the time first, then he got the the position. Yeah. So. I mean, Charles went and beat it anyway. Right. But yeah, I didn't know that's how they decided it. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I I guess so. How else are you going to decide that? Um, last name. (laughs) (laughs) L's before V. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Instagram following. Don't Uh, put Hannah in charge of the FIA. (laughs) How many thirst traps have you posted this week? (laughs) No, I don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) George Russell would be pole. He'd be pole every week. Every week. <laughs> I think that there there should just be like something way more fun to like distinguish. How many times is this really going to happen in the in the history of Formula One where the times are identical? It's really not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So let's make it something. Rock paper ridiculous. scissors. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Rock paper scissors to decide. Yeah. Who, yeah. Or like fastest pit stop. Like your team yeah. has to do a pit stop. That'd like, be cool. Right. Instead of they're just like, oh, Max at the time first, so he's right. First. No, seriously, put I mean, me in charge of the FIA. There'll be a lot of new rules. So do you want to take the the blame then for the photographers heading into the pit lane? Absolutely not. We won't get there yet. No, but. <laughs> that's a little teaser. Anyways, Nick had a terrible weekend. <laughs> where, does, where in the notes did it just jump to that? Uh, you actually skipped over it. Did I? It was your second note in quality. Oh. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah, he crashed, got a red flag, and then Pierre also crashed in that exact same spot, yeah. which just added to his horrible weekend. But you know what? No practices for you, Pierre. You yeah. didn't want that. Yeah. Okay, back to Max and Charles. When they were doing the post-qualifying interviews, everyone on the internet was saying how Max was, like, speaking on behalf of Charles, saying, like, he was confident, he felt really good. Yeah, that was weird. I... They don't... They're not teammates. They don't have the same car, so I don't know why... I think there is... Like, they're each other's most supportive rivals. Yeah. So I think Max was genuinely just proud to see... Charles yeah in a fighting chance for not only the sprint but like also the actual race so I love that I just I love that rivalry that they have I think they like to race each other yeah because Charles likes to race Max because Max is obviously two-time world champion it's like shows it shows Charles how good he can be yeah and I think Max likes to race Charles just because there's so much history between the two of them like they're friends and I think he'd rather race Charles than his own teammate so, and I think he'd also rather race Charles than Lewis. Yeah. So who else is he really going to race? Just, just <laughs> Charles. Oh, the last one I have about qualifying, mm-hmm. which I guess was all weekend, was Aston Martin having a DRS issue. Yeah. Could have fooled me. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. Because they were still pretty good. They just, I know. They kept saying Lance's rear, rear wing won't open. I'm like. It's like, no, he's fine. He's still doing really? good. His time's fine. Yeah. So I, he's in the Q, He's in Q3. He's made it. Like, we're yeah. good. Yeah. But I guess those issues followed him 
like even just Aston Martin in general all throughout the weekend, but I would never have guessed. Yeah. And then we move on to the sprint shootout. Okay, so I actually didn't watch sprint shootout because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it was Okay, but I was also getting ready for work, but I didn't okay. know what it was. So, because they changed the layout of this weekend. I honestly. think it's because like, they're calling it a shootout. See, I played soccer. <laughs> And they just mean nothing. What does the shootout mean in soccer? You literally place the ball on the line and it's just you and the goalie and you just try to score on, on the goalie. Okay. Or on the dot. Yeah, that's yeah. not... No, I know. That's why it's like shootout. That I don't know why they called this. Anyways. Because they changed up the format. So they had I digress. to make it interesting. Yeah, they just could have called it, you know. So like instead of... Sprint quality, that would have been... Well, they did. They had it like SQ1, SQ2. Like oh, that's... Okay. They needed something fun for the weekend. Okay. But they had this whole sprint thing on Saturday. So it was sprint qualifying and then the sprint race. And then on Sunday, the future race. And I just feel like that's a lot. There was a lot going on this weekend. But yeah. yeah. Logan had so much damage in sprint qualifying that he actually couldn't participate in the sprint. I did see that. People took to TikTok and said it was my nails. And I was like, hey, no. listen. No. I did see the comment saying that your na- nails were Williams blue. And they people who said that are honestly just they're wrong not. because they're not. I, I thought maybe they person. were, but they're not. And I'm no. not taking responsibility for Logan's. You know what? He did his best, whatever. But then he goes on to say that it was because the Ferraris were in the middle of the road, which is true. But I feel like in this case where he crashed on the like into the barrier... Carlos moved to the middle of the road to get out of the racing line mm. to give Logan the space that he was that he needed. Mm. And then Logan blamed Ferrari, which shows that these drivers will never take responsibility. Like, yeah. You know, Logan, let's talk when you've um, completed a season. Then you can come at the Ferraris. Let's <laughs> talk when he gets a point. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. It was painful to watch yeah. Yuki not make it into SQ3 when he had such good lap times, but then there was a red flag. So where did Yuki finish? Where did Yuki start the the sprint i can't remember because i watched the sprint i just didn't watch a shootout before that i don't remember where he started but he would have made it into sq because like his sector times was faster than whoever was in the elimination zone mm-hmm. so he would have made it had the red flag not slowed him down gotcha. Gotcha. so that was unfortunate but we still saw yuki point this weekend mm-hmm. a, a yoint <laughs> yeah yes this is hilarious um a yoint. we've talked about yuki point and emma made a tiktok about yuki point and someone commented on our it was actually on Instagram and said that we're going to call it a yoint. So, uh, Yuki points are now referred to as yoints. He got a yoint. He's consistent. P11 twice, P10, P10 twice. Yeah. You know, that's the consistency that I think Alphatari needs. Another fun little mention for the shootout was Lando not being able to participate in SQ3 because you needed to have a brand new set of softs and he didn't have that. Like the team didn't prioritize his tires. What? I guess maybe they didn't think he'd make it into SQ3. So he, but he made it and Oscar had an extra set of softs. So if Oscar, if Oscar had made it into SQ3, he would have been fine. But I guess for Lando, they prioritized his softs for the race and like for qualifying, like for the feature. Uh And so when he made it into the sprint shootout, third qualifying session, he couldn't participate. Wow. Okay. I know. Which I was like, oh, strange, but So who are we prioritizing at, uh, over at McLaren these days? Well, I guess they were trying to prioritize Oscar for the sprint. Right. And Lando for the race. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think the last, the last thing to mention for the sprint shootout is Charles was the one that caused the red flag and his little, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) what's that? Sometimes I snort when I laugh. I'm laughing because your notes say Charles hurt the barrier. <laughs> Listen. Poor barrier. <laughs> I meant to put hitting hey, the barrier. Hurting the barrier. That Sorry, that was super funny for me. <laughs> 
Charles actually really hurt the barrier. Yeah. I mean, he did. But then his little, his little, like, sorry, Carlos, like, into the mic, like, into the radio, because he knew that he just literally ruined Carlos's lap time. But I thought that was kind of, like, a, it, was, it, was, it was sweet, but it was also kind of sad. Hmm. And then Carlos in general, just this whole weekend, he kind of disappointed me. But I do want to talk about that after, because I was able to kind of look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'll talk about that mm-hmm. when we finish talking about the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for the sprint race and for the feature race, Ocon had to start from the pit lane. Honestly, I don't know what's going on over at Alpine this weekend. Right. The fire. And yeah, then... Alpine is having a tough weekend. And I didn't expect that. I don't think anyone expected that. No. Out of nowhere. We, uh, what, the sprint race was 17 laps. And honestly, you can't do anything in that amount of time. And yeah. also on a street like Baku, it was so hard to overtake in general. Yeah. You had 17 laps to essentially do nothing. Yeah. So when Checo passed Charles on what, like lap eight, it was yeah. like, okay, this is yeah. this is over at this point. We don't need to watch. Like we know what's going to happen. I mean, before that we had probably our biggest drama of sprint, which was Max and George. That was at the sprint race, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, George hit Max, right? No, no, no. How, okay, what do you think happened? I think that I don't, the, where the damage was on the car is very weird to me because it was just a hole. Yeah. And a hole in the side a pod. A hole in the side pod. And I don't know if they, I, you know what? I'm actually not going to even say what, because I don't know what, where the racing line was and whether Max should have left space or, or sorry, if, whether George should have left space or whether Max should have, I don't know. It was okay. It says George was ahead on the apex, uh, and the agitator was Max. The rules were changed in 2022 so that whoever is ahead at the apex gets the corner. People are just saying that Max is a crybaby. I mean, I do think that Max was being super dramatic about it. I to think be honest, that Max was expecting George to back away, and yeah, he, George didn't have a reason to. Right. But Max is the one who puts himself in these situations yeah. and then pushes the limits, and then when it doesn't work out in his favor, he's the one that gets hurt about it. Yeah. Just because, sure, he is currently in the drivers like championships, yeah. he's in the lead, but that doesn't well, mean other drivers. Was. No, he still is. He still is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, Checo got fifth last race. Oh my God! Yeah. So. I know I was like well that was four weeks ago like let's forgive me for not remembering but I think Max was just expecting George to give him the space but George didn't need to right I don't know who's in the wrong who's in the right but I just thought it was really funny afterwards when Max called George a dickhead yeah he called him a dickhead which puts him um in a group of two people who have called British drivers dickheads that would be Max and Charles and I don't remember who Charles called a dickhead I just saw, kept seeing tweets saying, oh, now Max and Charles have both called British drivers dickheads. So if anyone knows, I think it's hilarious because Charles either. is usually very like poised with his words and I just can't see I can't picture him it. saying dickhead. Maybe it's a rumor. But no, I, I, I mean, I saw it on a couple accounts, so I feel like hmm. it must be true. So if you know, please let us know. Who did Charles call a dickhead and at what race? And at what race? Yeah, let and, us know. And why? Was it warranted? We're not sure. We're not sure. With these drivers, probably not. Nothing is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just get so angry so fast. And it's so entertaining for us. Do you, did you see the um, when the cars were parked and Max literally points at his car yeah. and looks at George? Yeah. And George just kind of just like sulks away. Okay, but Max still had a really good sprint race. I know. Like, yeah, I know. Who do you think would win in a fight? George or Max? Like a physical altercation. I don't think there's one person on the grid that George could beat in a fight. <laughs> he seems like a hair-pulling, scratching type fighter. Like... George is not He's not a, yeah, a fighter. He wouldn't fight. No. I think one hit from Max, he'd be out. Max would be a dirty fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, biting. Well, he- 
I don't want to know how you got to that conclusion, but okay, whatever. <laughs> um, and then this last comment about this brand that actually made me laugh really hard is Lando said that, I guess one of the reporters asked about his race and Lando insta- instantly was like, tires are dreadful. They're dreadful. And then I think his media training clicked in yeah. because he can't, like, he's literally just like shitting on Pirelli yeah, here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they, what did he say? He said, oh yeah, they weren't ideal. Right. Kind of like laughed it off, but. He went into PR mode. Yeah. He was like, well, I probably should not say dreadful when, like, Pirelli is the biggest Formula yeah, 1 sponsor. absolutely. <laughs> On to the race? On to the race. Charles Leclerc celebrates his third pole position in a row. Hey, I told Epic you that. I told you that in track stats. Yeah, he... but wasn't he, isn't he now? I, it was a stat that I don't know if I wrote down or if I'm making it up, but along the lines of, like, Charles is now officially one of the only drivers to like get pole in so many races and not win that race something along those no, lines it's probably true yeah i mean how many poles did he get last year it was crazy so. an insane amount of poles yeah. only to let max and checo win yeah i know but you know what and i am worried for monaco so we'll see what it's like but checo just is the street circuit king king he he's so is. good at street circuits it's like i don't i watch tennis and rafael nadal he dominates clay courts and that is exactly what Checo does with street circuits they just something about it and Max doesn't do well on a street circuit I say he doesn't do well his car is making him do so well Mm -hmm. I just don't think that he enjoys street circuit as much as Checo does and Checo just yeah I think it dominates I think it started as a joke like Checo king of the streets but yeah like it's not a joke anymore. it's not a joke anymore (laughs) and also now I must say that Max was kind of screwed over by the yellow flag situation so that did did cause him to lose his place. Okay, so right as the race started, Max was already catching up without DRS, which just goes to show how stupid fast these Red Bulls I know, are. I know. Like, you can't compete with them. And by lap six, we saw it was a Red Bull one, two. Yeah. With Max was in the lead, wasn't he? Or no? Yeah. At, yeah. At that point, Max was in the lead. And then there was that yellow flag, the safety car, and Max mm. had pit right before it. And I yeah, texted you. I was yeah. like... I was like, I'm really hoping that this messes up Max's race. And it didn't. It didn't. He's, it's like a bullet. Max could literally have got stuck in the pit for two minutes and still somehow managed, somehow to, managed to call his way back. It's just that that speed is crazy. And I saw somewhere this week that posted that Max's straight line speed is like, it's the Red Bull in general, but Max is so fast in the straights and Checo is so fast in the slow corners, which was interesting to me. So they're both making it. That's why their sector times are so different. They're both mm-hmm. making up their times differently. Well, no one can beat them. No, it's just racing style. I want to mention the cute little teamwork at Aston Martin. I have a note about this, too. This was actually funny. You took it a different way than I did. So you tell yours, and I'll tell you what I thought. I I thought it was entertaining the way Lance was like, he said over the radio, essentially telling his engineer to pass the message on to Fernando, Fernando, saying, hey, I'm not going to fight. Like, tell Fernando I'm not going to fight. And Fernando was like, oh, like, he can have a go. But what I think Fernando kind of saw it more as, like, a joke. In my opinion, I thought Fernando kind of saw it as, like, a joking See, and way. I saw it. And this is the way that the, the broadcast made it sound, too. I saw him be like, well, you could, but, like, you're going to lose. Like, that's how I took it. That's, I mean, like, And Fernando's an asshole. So, like, that's... Oh, but, but later on in the race, yes, okay, too, no, they... Fernando made that comment in the radio saying, hey, tell Lance to yes. change his his... I don't even know, something, a setup regarding his brakes. Because, yes. like, that cockpit is full of buttons, yeah, and yeah. I don't understand yeah. it at all. Yeah. But Fernando was like, tell Lance this, essentially trying to help him out, which, like, he didn't have to right, do. Right, but don't you think that he's returning the favor for Lance saying, I'm not racing you? 
I don't think it was returning the favor. I think it was just them literally just being nice to each other, helping each other out. Okay. I like the drama, so I'm going to go with... I don't think there is drama no, in Aston what? Martin. I actually do like them as a team. I I really... Fernando's not my, my favorite racer. He probably won't ever be. But um, I did like to hear those messages between the two of them. It's nice to see how they work. It was entertaining. Work. But I did think that Fernando... And he can be cocky. He's a world champion. Yeah. He, I do think that he was like, well, he could try and race me, but yeah, like I don't know how that's going to go for him. I just, and I don't think he was like, try it. Like, try me. I think it was no, just no, like, no. well, he could, but like, I don't know. So Like, he doesn't have a chance. Right, right. But I think that Lance putting that message out there saying, I'm not going to race, just shows that they are very much on the same page. Yeah, I totally and agree. And it's, it's a team effort. Whereas, I don't think we see that as much with other teams where they're not going to try to help each other out. Yeah. Like, if Checo's behind Max, vice versa, oh, Max behind no. Checo... <laughs> They would have to get a message from their engineer saying, don't, don't fight, fight don't each race. Exactly. Whereas Lance right away was like, I'm not going to fight. Right. So that's, yeah. I that's liked true. it. I thought Fernando was very much giving like big brother energy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, also consider the fact that Aston Martin was not a very high performing team before this year. So they're probably just happy to be A, in the points and B, like fighting, fighting for like top fives yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So I'm sure that they are just like, you know, happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, not that Fernando's satisfied with that. He's obviously a competitor, but I mean, way. when he um he passed Carlos, and I honestly thought he was going to catch up to Charles to get. I was a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Like those last few laps there, when Fernando was really catching up to Charles, who was in third, I was like, yeah. "We're going to get him." I was like, "We're going to lose our friggin' podium. We're going to yeah, lose I know. our only podium. We didn't." So what do we call a Charles podium? If we call Yuki Point a yoint, well, I don't a know. Chodium? A chodium? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay, we're going to ignore that. I'm going to take this moment to say that Emma posted a TikTok of us talking about Mick Schumacher last week. About a certain part of Mick. And it did numbers. It blew up. (laughs) And I, like, which is embarrassing for me. That's okay. I think maybe we should just be, like, carefree about what we say. (laughs) Because that was highlight of my week. And then... Also, the TikTok followers that came along with it were not yeah, highlighted my week, so. It definitely, it did wonders <laughs> for our engagement. And then also, because people saw that TikTok, they started listening to our podcast. Yeah. But I literally posted that TikTok at work mm-hmm. because I try to post it, like, kind of, like, the same time. Yeah. So it was at work, and I post it, and then I turn my phone off, and I look at it at the end of my shift, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I was like, holy crap. It's like, this is too many views. I don't know what to do. Someone that you know even commented and was like, the comments on this post are going crazy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yep. We'll take it. Mick, if you heard that. We need a video of Mick being measured just like Lando. Yeah. That, I feel that was about the, it was the driver yeah. height gate thing that we were talking yeah. about. I would like to know these drivers' heights, but I want to see it because there yeah. was that Grill the Grid video last year where the drivers put themselves in height order. I don't trust anything that comes out of their mouth. Men lie about their height all the time. All the time. I want to see them standing against a wall with a measuring tape yeah. and like marking it down so there's no way to hide it. Yep. That's it. Otherwise, Let's make it happen. Hey, if I was head of the FIA, that would be number one. Okay, back to the race. <laughs> oh, so when we did see the Red Bull 1-2 in the lead, Charles, we saw his lap time, was pretty steady, mm-hmm. but he I just mean, could I not know. keep up. Like, he didn't he didn't falter. Like, he wasn't slowing down. No. But he just could not keep up to the Red Bulls ahead yeah. of him. Like, there was no race there. I know. Okay, but something I do really want to talk about from the race, like, what happened is Lando's overtake and i say that Mm. so loosely they made quite a big deal out of it and i don't know 
why. So Lando was in P11. Ahead of him was Kane. No, not Kane Mings. It was Nico Hulkenberg mm-hmm. and then Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm. However, at this point, Esteban and Nico both had not pit. And you have to pit at least once during a race. Yeah. So depending on when they pit, what was it? Like lap 45 or something? Yeah. They had There's six more laps. Both these drivers have to pit. Lando's automatically going to make it into P9. Yeah. I don't think that his, his overtake was, like, him fighting for the points. Right. What happened was Nico literally just locked up on the chicane. Lando took advantage of it and got ahead. It was convenient for him. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, him battling, in my opinion. That yeah, is, no, like, what yeah. I saw. It was it was just convenient for him that Nico faltered and Lando got ahead. Yeah. But then, even, even so, Nico had to pit a lap later, and then Esteban also pit. So he would have finished... P9 anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't like, mean. Like, I just feel like people are making It didn't such... take, like, all this talent to make this great move for an overtake. It was just, like... Yeah, it just happened. Ha- yeah. Lando's an incredible driver, but I just don't think this was a moment that deserved a lot of praise. Yeah, this is spoken by a Lando fan. I, a huge people Lando fan. Man. So, was I happy to see him in points and, like, getting yeah. two points? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. But he didn't really do much for it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Speaking of pitting... <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is one of the funniest things I've... I say funniest. It was super scary for the people involved, I'm sure. But that was the funniest thing I think I've seen on an F1 broadcast. So, again, you have to pit before the end of a race. There's 51 laps at this track. Esteban Ocon went into the pits on lap 51 out of 51 to get a tire change. And I guess everyone in the pit, all the photographers, everyone working was ready to, you know, celebrate, take photos of the winning teams, crossing the line. So they were literally in the pit lane where Esteban's car had to be. And then he almost committed like manslaughter, essentially. I'm confused though. Not confused. I do understand that they have to pit every race, but what happens if you don't? Maybe we could look this up for next weekend or next week because uh, like Ocon finished 15th and like really like Logan, Nico and um, Valtteri were behind him. But then the rest of it was like DNFs and there was like at least one lap between Esteban and Logan. So like, I understand... If you need to pit, you got to pit. But, like, it's not like he was in the points and he's going to lose his points or, like, lose a position. Like, what's going to happen? Like, really, what's going to happen? Also, the fact that no one was able to really fight him and overtake him. No, that's what I mean. He was on 51 laps on He was on 51 laps. Logan was, like, almost a full lap behind him. And um, Pierre was almost a full lap ahead of him. So, it's like, well... What's the... Yeah, what does happen if you don't pit? Like, what are you going to lose out on here? It's not like he lost a point. So, what would have happened? I know. I'd love to know. That's for our TikTok followers. (laughs) Do the research for us. Thank you. <laughs> no, but it is very helpful sometimes when people... So, like, I, I would do the research on this, but sometimes people just know. So yeah. if you know, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Yeah. But I thought Esteban did incredible regardless. 51 laps on essentially the same tires. Yeah, unreal. And then, honestly, if I were him, I would have been fuming yeah. to go into the pit lane and see all the a group of people standing there, like, where you had to be. Yeah. He literally could have taken all of them out. Yeah. But I also want to point out that these drivers do have incredible reaction times. And even when they are in the pit lane, to like, on a normal occasion, they already have to avoid people yeah, because yeah. there's people that stand there to, like, direct or yeah. people that are, you know... Well, their pit crew, too. Like They need to avoid their... They can't hit... Obviously, they can't hit their pit crew. I don't think anything would have happened. Yeah. I think it was just the carelessness of these photographers yeah. and the people that definitely got in the way. But I, Esteban, he has good reaction time. Like, nothing would have happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But still a little scary. Terrifying. Um, the FIA being summoned by the FIA. Yeah, the, uh, because of that, the Hilarious. FIA, FIA summoned 
themselves. So funny. I just like this organization is just a joke. A joke. <laughs> they li- <laughs> like okay. They summoned themselves right to talk about to talk about what instant? happened with Esteban. Like okay, confused. All right. I'd love to know how that conversation went. Is it them in front of a mirror? Like. <laughs> I, I hope know. so. That would be hilarious. Um, but I think we also need to talk about the Red Bull pit wall celebration. Yeah. So the FIA announced it, it was a few weeks ago, that pit wall celebrations were no longer allowed. They yeah. were deemed unsafe. Yeah. So a lot of times during these races, the pit crew will climb onto the fences, like over the barriers, yeah. and lean out of the barriers to like cheer their, cheer their team on as they pass the, the finish line. Which is definitely yeah. unsafe. There's issues for that, but it's been like a long time tradition. Yeah, I feel like it's not that bad, you know? Like, if there's, like, that's the issue you're going to bring up. Right. If I, like, like, come on. But that is a rule that they put in place, and they said that teams would be penalized if they broke this rule. Yeah. Red Bull, this weekend, their pit crew climbed the pit wall, mm-hmm. and they were celebrating, you know? It was, they did exactly what they weren't supposed to do. So I'm waiting to see if there are going to be any sanctions placed on repercussions about that yeah but who knows because everyone loves red bull yeah exactly charles going to the wrong podium oh charles yeah charles went to the wrong podium which he in the driver's cool down room he sat in the wrong chair he sat in the winner's chair and then when checo came to obviously sit down charles was like oh do you do you want it and like checo's like no it's okay you can have it and charles is like yeah let me have this like and Max, or Checo's like, yeah, you can have it. Like, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, okay. It's like, which I thought was really funny. But then he's insulting. It's like, yeah, we'll keep you that. You can have the you chair. You can have the chair. Right. You don't get the first place. Right. But you get the chair. And then he stood on the second place podium during the ceremony. Yeah. Which was so funny. Like, I wonder if they screwed up the anthems. I wasn't, I had to run to work, so I didn't get to watch Well, they the... only, they only play the winner's anthem. They oh, play yeah. The, yeah, yeah. They play like the country where it's hosting. Yeah. And then they play the winner's anthem. Yeah. But the flags on the screen in the background were set up. So it was, you know, the Dutch flag and then the Monegas flag. And then they had to switch it. Like, they turned the screen off and then switched it yeah. because Charles went to the wrong spot, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, you just said Monegasque. And I have something Monegasque. to say. Is that wrong? No, you said it right. I have something to say. How do you say it? No, I, I that's just let me get to my point. <laughs> I have something to say. No other country in the world... Has that royal sounding like citizenship? You know, we're Canadian. Yeah. People are American, Italian, Australian, Australian, Monegasque. 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 Why? <laughs> Is it because they're the richest country in the world? Probably. Maybe. They're but, like, we deserve this title. Like, they could be Monacan. <laughs> well, like, Monacan. I don't know. But Monegasque? Mon- yeah, Monacan. Come on. Monacan does make sense too. But yeah, it makes no, so, so much more sense. And you're heated. I, okay, because, this, you know why? Because I saw a video last year of Arthur Leclerc. <laughs> Charles's brother Arthur in F2 right now. He was giving, he, in all his interviews, if people say he's French, he's like, yeah, I'm French. Like lots of people who live in Monaco since it, it's located pretty much 20 minutes out of France. Outside of France. Um, they do refer to themselves as being French. Um, Arthur, when he's called French, he's like, yeah, I'm French. And then Charles, it was, Charles absolutely hates being called French. Yeah. It's hilarious because I've also seen interviews where Charles has, has been called French and he's like, no, 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 mate, I'm Monegasque. Yeah, he does not Okay, want- Mr. Charles Monegasque Leclerc, Lord okay, Percival, because right. like, come on. <laughs> Okay, it's the same thing, though. A lot of Canadians don't want to be called American. No, I get it. I get it. But <laughs> I don't think people screw up Canadian and American. Yeah, and because they do. They we speak, sound alike. But because they speak French in 
Monaco. Mm-hmm. They also speak Italian. Yeah. So I don't know why why they always refer to them as French, but like why why does Charles take such offense to it? Because it's his nationality. It's the smallest country on earth. And that's where he's from, and he's proud of it. You know what? For me, he's forever gonna be Monacan. Monacan. <laughs> that's my beef. And you know what? I've been waiting a long time to get this out. <laughs> Anyways, okay. One of the uh, one of the last points I want to bring up is Carlos. He kind of had a really unexciting weekend, and he said himself that he didn't have a lot of pace. And people are saying that he had a really bad weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case. Like he finished P five, which is still pretty insane. It's still good for Ferrari. Yeah. So good points. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times, as we're when we're watching from home, we expect these drivers to always be fighting, essentially just fighting and yeah. like trying to, yeah. you know, overtake, trying to work their way up the standings. But I think Carlos was playing a definitely more of a defensive yeah. race this season, or not this season, like this race. This race. Like he managed to keep Lewis behind. The gap that he created and like at the defensive game he was playing with Lewis managed to cause Lewis tires to, you know, struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that going into this weekend, Ferrari probably knew that they did not have a fighting chance and they're like well Charles is on pole he's got a better opportunity to score a podium get points so they probably kind of put all of their like the fighting strategy in him and like yeah. gave Carlos the defensive strategy yeah, yeah like that's just not something that we as viewers kind of understand a lot of the time but I think it's also because in past years like this year is the only year where Ferrari Red Bull Aston Martin and Mercedes could all be one, two, three. Like, they yeah. could all be fighting for podiums. In the past couple of years, it's been mostly Red Bull, Mercedes, and mm-hmm. last year a little bit Ferrari at the beginning of the season, too. So I just think that maybe it's just this year where it could be anybody. So because there's so many options, maybe Ferrari's taking that defensive strategy just so they at least get someone on yeah. on a podium and get some points. So I don't know. It's I, interesting. Like, I It kind of hurts that people are like, he had such a bad weekend. Like, no, he finished... No, I don't think he had a bad weekend. He finished fifth. Like, yeah. You want to know who had a bad weekend? Charles, the last three races. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I just feel bad. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Carlos fan in Ferrari, but he did have a good weekend. I'm still yeah, gonna say he, he had a good weekend. I, but you know what? Carlos is like consistent for the most mm-hmm. part. He just goes out there and he drives and he does his job and he doesn't really make waves or or do too much extra. And maybe that's why people say he had a bad weekend because he's not like in the headlines or anything like that. But he's just you know, he, he's not here for the drama. No, he's really not. He's here to race. Kind of like Max. Just kind of here to race. Not a thought behind those eyes. Just get in the car and go. Oh, come on. Not a thought <laughs> behind those eyes, she says. Do you see these photos of him? Have you seen all those animals that he has? He has to remember all their names. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> that's our um, Baku recap. There genuinely wasn't much that happened during the race that was really all that exciting. It was mostly the lead up to the race and then afterwards. Do you have any more... Um, I'm just going to say one thing that also we, I totally forgot to bring up when we were talking about sprint race, but Charles saw a cat on the track. <laughs> oh yeah. And I saw a tweet that said safety cat. And I was like, safety oh, cat. this, it was from the official F1 account. So I was like, oh, they totally just misspelled safety car. Nope. Nope. Safety cat. Well, because on the radio, like on F1 TV, it said cut. There was a cut. Oh. And so everyone was like, what, is, cu- what? Cut? Like, what cut? does that mean? And so when he was asked about it, Charles was like, no, there was a cat. <laughs> There's this accent that, right, miscommunication. But I thought that was really funny. And yeah. then that's not the first time that there's been animals nope. that just like wander. No, not the at all. It's also not the first time there's been specifically a cat on on the track. But so. Charles was the only one that saw it. I know, which makes it all the f- mo- more funny because yeah. 
Anyways, we'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts about Baku. Yes. Drop them in the comments on our Instagram when we chat. No, after the race, it was it was fun. We put on our story, share your highlights and lowlights. We probably try to do that more consistently because it is fun to hear your thoughts. Yeah. But yeah, we'll plug our Instagram. It's tracktalk.pod, TikTok, tracktalkpod. And we're also going to plug an Etsy shop because we have decided to listen to the comments that people are asking about the posters that we have in the background of our setup. The Italy and the Monaco. Monacan. Did you sw- switch them? Was Italy always behind me? Italy was always behind you. Oh, okay. That shows how much I have attention. <laughs> um, actually, do you want to do a crush tracker? Oh, crush tracker. Yeah, no, we have to do a crush tracker. So Kay. let's get the official ranking. Charles is still first. Yeah. Pierre. Actually, you know what? This video of Carlos came out where he's he's changing. Don't try and tell don't try and gaslight me and tell me that he that this is no, the no, first no. time you ever find Carlos to be fine. I Carlos has always been fine. But that video came out. I look I started it for way too long. So I think it's gonna go Charles, Pierre, Lance still. I'm gonna put Carlos below Lance. Okay. And Lando, I'm gonna drop down to fifth because I'm not a fan of his stubble. I don't like the stubble. Yeah, you know what? The the facial hair doesn't suit him. Doesn't. I totally agree. So that's it. That's the Yuki. I'm sorry you've been booted, but you got the boot. Too bad for that yoint. Yeah, you got the yoint, but you're off my crush list. Um, <laughs> what matters more? <laughs> yeah, honestly. But yeah, quickly, we're gonna plug the Etsy. It, there's a link to it in our bio because people have been asking about our posters that we have up. So the Italy one is up there. The Monaco one is up there. Same with the Miami one, because that's coming up. And then Silverstone is up there. We'll be putting more up there for the, like, soon. As the races come up. Yeah. Come up, well, I mean, yeah. hopefully sooner. But yeah. you can order it, get the posters yourself, be part of the Track Talk Pod community. Oh, my God. We have a community. We this have a little crazy. community. But I think that's that's about it. Yeah. And we can say it now, but we are going to drop a bonus episode this week. To talk about Miami. Talk, talk about Miami. Miami is one of my favorite race weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, since last year, um, ever. <laughs> it's a fun weekend. I love talking about Miami. I think it's so fun. So stay tuned later this week and we will catch you then. See you later.